Now let's load up these two fun movies, because I finally got it recording. Good old Alan Parker. Who, who are we talking about tonight? Yeah, Alan Parker. Double dose of Alan Parker. Triple dose, if you include Triple last dose. week. Honestly, Jesus Christ. Three Alan, three Alan Parker period pieces with severe racism involved. And all of them, really. All three. I sense. That I one's sense. a coon. Get him up against the wall. That's the wall. And then the, this That's one has wild. voodoo, like, yeah. and then they got the yeah. cops coming in, the dropping in moms left and right. And then Mississippi yeah. Burning had slight hints of racism throughout. I don't know if you noticed. Just a little bit. You really got to pay attention to what they're saying. It's in the subtext. Don't you, don't you go think I'm some other body. If you can't feel better than a black man, who can you feel better than? They're ba- they don't take baths. They smell. That's people. That's not even black people. That's, people, that's white like people. <laughs> that's people like in the north. They, they don't take baths. They smell. Oh, man. Dick, it's your show. Cut off the scrotum. Go ahead. Are we doing it? Yeah. Well, we're going to, like we just said, we got a, a three. We got a, we've been having a great time with <laughs> Alan Parker movies last two weeks. Uh, they don't make them like that no more because Hollywood is fucking dead. Dick, I just came back from Hollywood. That's right. You did. I was literally in Hollywood staying for multiple nights. And we had an option to hang out there another night. And I went, no, let's go back. I got to get out of here because I'm going to catch a disease. How how many homeless people did you run into? Uh Uh-oh. Talk amongst yourselves. He's looking at all his new uh, accoutrements. I, Hollywood. I'll be honest, um, zero. Mm. I barely saw any homeless people. Because you didn't go downtown. I went downtown. I spent oh. most of my time downtown, okay. which is why I was so wow. confused, because I listened to um, a podcast, The uh, Reasonable Doubt with Mark Aragos, the lawyer. He has a show with Adam mm. Carolla, who's no longer on the show, but... Mm. It's a fun show to listen to, but he, he has a bunch of businesses downtown, and he's a lawyer, so his office is downtown, and he talks about how insane it is and how, like, it's overrun, and it's basically the asylum out in the street, so I'm, like, preparing my family for this, and I get there, I don't see a single homeless person downtown, it was actually pretty oh, pleasant, and I was maybe like... They kicked, maybe they kicked them all out. I, and, or it was just a different part of downtown that's overrun. Because I don't think he was making Probably. it up. Because we've both been downtown LA, and, and it is rough. Oh yeah, that's bad. Yeah. They, is there an Olympics coming? Is there? Maybe, maybe they cleaned it up. Somebody, I think. Well, because you were there, they found out that Phoenix West was coming to LA. They, they cleaned up the streets for you and your family. Is that what it was? I think so. Oh, thanks. Because they had that. They had. They, they knew you're coming for a for a volleyball game. They said volleyball tournament. We gotta, yeah. We gotta get this shit out of here. Because Phoenix is coming. I, I went down to the convention center. I was, I was there for three straight days for my nephew's volleyball, wow. volleyball tournament. Exciting. And it was, I, I'll say, I had a fun trip outside of everything else. But the, the tournament and being in L.A. and going around was a lot of fun. Yeah. I went to Madame Tussauds. Yeah, it's very nice. Wax, wax Museum for the first time. 
Nice and pictures. Had a lot of fun there. I had to have you remind me that the one on Hollywood Boulevard was always there. Because yes. it used to be like that black hole in the wall, which I completely forgot about. Like, blacked out windows, and they had a little sign. And now it's like yeah. this big old entrance, and they have someone with a tablet, and there's a big Kobe right there. And there's, right. it's very high tech. You can buy your tickets through the thing, and blah, blah, blah. And you can go and you take the visual experience. You can sit down and have a fake interview with Jimmy Fan or Jimmy Kimmel. It's, now, is, this the, is this Madame Tussauds, or is this the other? Madame Tussauds. That's Madame Tussauds, okay. Yeah. And it was... Because what I remember of Madame Tussauds was, hey, you want to come in here, see the wax figures? No. That's what I remember. No, no, thank you. Now, big friendly lady outside, like, hey, come on in. She's on the microphone, has a little headset, you know, the Britney Spears headset thing, and she's talking to us, and, hey, buy your tickets right here. Kids that are two are free, and she's doing the whole thing. And I'm like, this is so nice. (laughs) I'm not that innocent. (laughs) Yeah, there's down to – Hollywood had changed because everything was so brand new. There's a Wahlburgers right across the street that we ate at. Wow, that's great. That's new. And it was everything was so new and clean. And I'm like, this is so weird. What's going on? Well, they totally uh, uh, gentrified that area. And you can actually park on Hollywood and Orange, you know, right there. Oh, yeah. Which is where Manifesto is. You can actually park in that parking garage. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that street used to constantly be closed? Yes. They had it closed like 360 days out of the year because they're moving what? like equipment to other buildings. They were like shooting stuff over there. That Constantly. Was like the, the waiting area where they were shooting stuff, parked their trucks there. And their yeah. Gym. It was yeah. It was constantly closed for production trucks and, and well, chairs and just people carrying stuff. And, and I, we drove up and there's not a single person around. Park there. Just shows you how horrible it is to shoot in California and they don't want to do it anymore. Yep. So go to Georgia, Canada, Canada, and other places. Croatia. Canada. They will go Spain, to Croatia Spain. to shoot before they go to LA. Yeah. Most of Nick Cage movies are shot in Croatia. Yeah. And Georgia and, and um, uh, uh, Northern, California, Northern Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, they're even there Michigan. They, they're, they're pretty yeah. tax friendly with uh, film production now. Yeah. All um, the movies are shot there. Yeah, uh, some good movies like uh, "Don't Don't Breathe" was shot there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic movie. Oh, Barbarian. Barbarian. That's Detroit. Oh yeah, yeah. Barbarian. That's true. Detroit. Yeah, that's a great one. And they made fun of Detroit while doing it. Yeah, and the whole time they're making fun of Detroit. When they come on, when she comes out of that apartment or the house and sees the neighborhood compared <laughs> to the house she's in, fucking yeah. hilarious. Great movie. I had a coworker well, being we... like, Barbarian was okay. I was like, oh, you did not watch the same movie I did then because I fucking yeah, love that movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. That was my favorite was, movie of last year or two years ago. Fun, it, was now. Uh, it was okay. It, it was yeah. no Angel Heart. Yeah, he also said he loved Nick Cage movies because I talked to him about that and he goes, I love oh, Season God. of the Witch and stuff like that. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay. God, he's an uh, idiot. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's a moron. Anyway, um, wow. He's not a I moron, mean, but he's. No, I know, but got how, it, do, you, got how do you honestly say <laughs> yeah. with straight face, I love Season of the Witch so great? Like, no, no, it's not. I think I have it in the bottom five of his movies. Oh, yeah, you have it way low. Yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah. That's one of his worst ones. I mean, I could show it right now. Oh. Where do I have it on? Uh, sh- I think it's, way, it's toward the bottom. Season of it's the Witch. It's toward the end, yeah. Yeah, second from the bottom. Yes, yes, very almost case performance. It's second from the bottom. That's crazy. Anyway, 
That's Dick, hilarious. These are your two picks, both Alan Parker movies, both you've seen that I haven't. So take it away. What are your, you know, standard or beginning of the show talk? What, what's your experiences with these movies? Well, for I, uh, Mississippi Burning, I, I'd seen so many times growing up. I used to watch it all the time. I don't know why. I, it's one of those movies that I have to watch when it's on, watch it all the way through. And it's on, it was on HBO all the time. It's on Encore all the time. It's on Stars all the time. Every time you turn around, it's on a new streaming service. It's just, it's always constantly around me and on. And it's a great, I love the movie. It's a great movie. True story. Everybody in it, the acting is sensational. The, the acting is phenomenal. It's one of, the, it, just the, one of the best casts in the movie you're going to see. It's a, it feels dirty and grimy. It's directed well. Uh, uh, what's it, Alan Parker yeah. does a hell of a job with this movie. And after seeing The Wall, I just appreciate him so much more. Because, you know, this is, I think, this is my, my first experience with Alan Parker. And I've seen other of his films, now that I know who he is, and just kind of comparing all of them, he's a hell of a director. I mean, what, what, a, what an amazing thing to accomplish, to go from fucking working with Pink Floyd, The Wall, and then you go to do a period piece about civil rights movement yeah. with Gene Hackman and William Defoe. And Brad Dourif is so good in this movie. And you know what's Brad, crazy is between those two movies, he did a movie called Birdie. Yes. Nick Cage movie. And it's phenomenal. Yeah. Birdie, it's not... I wouldn't recommend it to just anyone. But if you're into that kind of movie, I, I was not. I was like, oh, God, here we go. And I was like, oh, I'm like holy shit, this is good. <laughs> right. And that's yeah. kind of the... Because I already knew who Alan Parker was just because Pink Floyd the Wall. But Birdie, right. I was like, God damn, this guy's good. Like he brought yeah. he he sold me on this movie that he was no interest in. Um yes, it's because I haven't seen Midnight Express, which is something he did in the seventies. Everyone knows. Written by written by Oliver Stone. Yeah. And then he did I've uh, seen pieces of it. I've never seen the whole thing. So he did Pink Floyd the Wall, Birdie, Angel Heart, and Mississippi Burning right in a row. Yes. Those All the eighties. Fairly close together. Yeah. And um now I got the feeling that you enjoyed Mississippi Burning more than Angel Heart. I'm getting that feeling. Um, what are your? Uh, we'll get into my thoughts. What? Uh, but what okay. about Angel Heart? Do you have a? You have an? Ex- oh, oh, sorry, uh, Mississippi Burning. You, you kind of mentioned that. Is this like one of those movies that you quote with your family? So you mentioned oh, okay. that one line. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing <laughs> yeah. or a bad thing, but uh, Mississippi Burning. Like, uh, there's a scene where Gene Hackman tells a story about his daddy. And we say that a lot to each other. Oh, I just, I'm just telling a story about my daddy. And they're like, anytime somebody he's, says, like, what, what are you talking about? Does that mean something? No, nah, I'm just telling a story about my daddy. They would say, say the line in my family. Gene Hackman is, I'll say this, adorable in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. When he says that line, I di- it didn't come out the way I expected, the way you say it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like telling this horrible story about how his dad ruined this neighbor of theirs, this black guy. Yeah. And he just ruins him by killing his donkey <laughs> and yeah, makes him move. Yeah. And he's like, why did he do that? And he's like, I don't know. Why are you telling me? I'm just telling a story about my daddy. <laughs> like, well, then he, go, then he goes and he, said, he, he says he was so full of hate. It wasn't, yeah. he didn't know the fact that it was him being poor was what was killing him. And that yeah. was kind of, the, that's, the, that's the, the gist of the story is he's trying to explain that people are just so full of hate. They don't know why they do the things that they do. He, and it's he's for nothing, for stupid reason. 
it, it's a it's a scene that's entirely set up because Willem Dafoe keeps going. Why are they like this? Like he does, he literally doesn't understand. Yeah. It. So that's that's yeah, that's him saying like trying to give him a little bit of peek behind the curtain of they're not mad at the black people because they're black. They're they hate their own fucking lives and their misery, so they yeah. take it out on them because he has that part right. where he's like. If you're not living better than a black guy, then who are you living better than? Right. Yeah, exactly. Except you can say black guy. <laughs> yeah. I, that's me. A lot of N-words <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> this one might have the cat of like, what, next to it. Like it's Tarantino-ish. New, <laughs> New Jack City and Mississippi Bernie. The N-word extravaganza. Son of Sam. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing. Uh, Spike Lee movies from the 80s and this movie. Yeah, Do the Right Thing might have, yeah. might be. Yeah. Neck and on, neck on with bar. this thing. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough. Oh man. It, it, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Angel Heart. Where? What are your? What's your? Angel Heart. I saw later in life because I had always heard of it. I was just like, yeah, one of these guys watch it. One of these going to watch it. And I finally watched it. it. Was on. It was on like HBO Max or something. I was like, okay, I watch it. So I watched it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. It was a neat, twisty movie. Um, kind of figured out the movie, but I think it was spoiled for me. We think that was a Kevin Smith joke, and. What was it? Was it Chasing Amy or Dogma? Where it says, "Oh my God, I'm Mickey Rourke and Angel Heart." <laughs> I, oh I sold that to the devil. Didn't even know it. Oh God, what is that in? I can't remember. It's a movie though. It's, it's, it was spoiled for me in another movie. But uh, you, you know, know what's funny is, you know who spoiled the ending of this for me? Oh me? Yeah, <laughs> you. Angel Heart. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh okay. Well, I mean, you can figure it out if you watch it. No, I, I completely agree. It was very yeah, yeah, obvious yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. Had I not yeah, known, yeah. It, it honestly, it didn't ruin any of my experience of the movie at all. Right. Because I was like, he has a fucking pentagram ring on his You've seen the poster right there, right under right. you. Yeah, so, exactly. And look at his fingernails. Like, there's no, yeah. he has the yeah. devil goatee and the, it's very obvious. There, well, name, the main twist, though. Yeah, exactly. It's is an anagram for Satan or Lucifer or something. It's not even an anagram. It's basically separate. It's like pronounced the same. It's like Lucifer, right? Isn't it? Yeah, it's Mr. Louis Cypher. Louis Cipher. Cipher. Yeah, Louis Cipher. Louis Cipher. Louis Cipher. Hi, I'm Louis Cipher. How you doing? Yeah, it's. I'm gonna get you a good deal on your show. And I will say, there's the the main. That's not even the main twist. I would say, the main twist is what the Mickey Rourke part. Right. I would say that's the bigger twist, and I guess that pretty much right away as well. It's basically he, the, the guy from World War II, he swapped yeah. swapped souls or something. Watch uh, these movies first, by the way. Yeah, don't, don't want to yeah, spoil yeah. it for Just, you. Okay, go ahead. Is that like, cause he keeps having those fantasies about World War II, and he realizes it's not him, it's someone else, and he's living somebody else's life because he is running from the devil, and he found a way to beat the devil. And then he forgets because he has a he has an accident. He's like a head injury, isn't that what it was? I honestly don't know. I didn't hear that if he had a head injury. Well, he had an accident and he forgets who he was, and he has like a almost a split personality kind of thing going on where he's murdering all the people that he comes oh, in contact with. Sorry, not realizing I, I thought you were talking about uh, Angel's backstory. You're talking about Johnny yeah, Favorite's right. backstory, technically now. Right, well, whoever Mickey Rourke is. Mickey Rourke is Angel. That's his yeah. body. His body is one yeah. person, his soul is another. The right. problem is exactly. yeah, yeah. the soul is in the background for most of the movie. Yeah. 
right, because yeah. he doesn't know who he is because he's yeah. His, it's like he's living in the back of that brain of of uh, Angel. Yeah. And so every time he, it's basically Fight Club. He blacks out, and then that's when Johnny Favorite comes out and kills these people so they don't rat him out. Right. And that's the really the movie, and and it's you know that twist ending. Uh, and it is very, very dramatic the way Mickey Rourke plays that last scene. Who am I? Yeah. Who am I? I know who I am. He's doing everything there. He's, and not, it, doing, he's not doing his whispering voice. No. The he's all sweaty. Oh, man. Louis Cypher's going to kill me. Take my soul to hell. Oh, uh, no. Not again. Um, I'm Mickey Rourke from 1986. So you watch this one later than you did with Mississippi Burning. Yeah, Mississippi Rains as I grew up with it. Okay. And Angel Heart later in life I saw it. I'm kind of similar because I did watch the second half of Mississippi Burning a few times. Right. I I realized when I got to the second half, I'm like, now I know what's going on. And now I know what this movie is. Because I told you, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Yeah. When we brought it up. And I'm like, yes, here we go. Because it's like, I'd say... 45 to 50 minutes in, I knew, I knew I've seen that the rest of that movie a bunch of times. It was one right. of those cable movies that was on a lot, and uh, yeah, oh, it's, it was on all the time. But yeah. I never this is my first time watching the beginning of it because it's not a movie you want to walk into willingly when you're when you're 10 years old or eight years old, <laughs> like, but you will catch the end of it when you're skimming around after your after a movie ends and you go, Oh, here's Mississippi Burning, and then you watch the second half, yeah. It's, um, Angel Heart, though, I mentioned that the guy I lived with in Miami and um, yes, yes, that, yes. And I was thinking because uh, I was thinking about when I said that when I brought that up last week. Yeah. I hadn't seen Diner like I like I mentioned. I was, I was like, no way, I didn't watch Diner. So Diner, and now I'm down to just Diner from his list, from his his collection. So I've seen this now and I loved it, Angel Heart. Right. And now I need to watch Diner. That's my that's the one thing I have, and I'll finish off his collection, his weird random collection of stuff he had. And it's, it's so random, yeah. And, but I loved it all so far. Like <laughs> my favorite movie of all time is uh, Quigley Down Under <laughs> with uh, Alan Rickman's performance. I just love mustaches, man. And, and my second favorite movie of all time is um, uh, Citizen Kane. It's like what? Why? That's a big separation there. What's oh, the uh, unbearable weight of massive talent where they're into uh, something, something stupid? Yeah, like, what's that movie? Paddy, Paddington, Paddington Two. two. <laughs> Paddington Two changed my life. All right, <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> Maybe question myself as a man. I love it. Um, no, it's um, I watched Mississippi Burning first okay. uh, a couple days ago. I put it on. I I noticed Arlie Ermy right away. And I went, I just passed through his neck of the woods where he lived and died. Wow. Because I sent you a picture of Arlie Ermey Road, which is Avenue K or Avenue N in uh, Lancaster, California. That's where I was staying after L.A. Mm. And they changed it to Arlie Ermey Road because he lived there for 24 years with his wife and died eventually. And after wow. he died, they changed the name of the road. I'm like, that's cool. I like yeah, that. Nice. It's such a that's random sweet. person to be out here. Because everyone loves Arlie Ermy, right? Oh, yeah. How do you absolutely. not? And then I wrote down, that was a brutal fucking opening. Because it's these two white kids in the front seat, black kid in the back seat. They're driving. 
oh, there's someone behind us. And they realize there's three cars. And they're like, is that the cops? No, no, keep driving. Pull up. Get over here and we'll get rid of them. And then they turn on the lights and get pulled over. And then right away, he's like, well, you shouldn't have come down here. That was a bad mistake. Yeah. And then Micah Rooker blows his fucking brains out. You got that right, boy. Then you hear Prue Taylor Vince, I shot me the N-word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shot him in the foot, but he got shot him in the N-word. Yeah, good it's God. Oh, good. And then it's uh, just it's like, just like ugh, ugh. and then you watch, and it's it's um, Gene Hackman and Willem Dafoe coming in the frame, and then I was like, oh, my God, Willem Dafoe looks so young here. Yeah. He went from young-looking man to elderly in 15 years. Well, it's the character she plays. This in Spider-Man is 15 years. Not even 14 yeah. years. He's wow. an, he's a grandpa-looking man in Spider-Man. You should see him now. I just saw him, and he's got like a beard. He looks like he's 300 years old. He looks like a fictional... He looks like the Rip Van Winkle caper. He's like he, he fell asleep. <laughs> and he woke up 300 he, years later. He's a year younger than my dad. He's, he's about to turn uh, uh, 70. Wow. Yeah, damn. No, but he, man, he went from. I was like, oh wow, he looks so young. I barely recognized him. Well, all I know is what has four eyes but can't see. Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Anderson, what are you talking? About? But he kept saying Mr. Anderson. It makes me think of uh, yeah. the Matrix. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. What's wrong with these people, Mr. Anderson? Going back to something uh, you mentioned earlier, Brad Dourif is so goddamn good in this movie. Oh, Brad! Like I said, Michael Rooker, Brad Dourif, Arlie Emery, Gene Hackman, everyone, everybody, Kevin Frankie Dunn. Faison's one scene he's in. Yeah, Frankie Faison's awesome. Yeah. He does a he does like an amazing oh. speech in the middle of the movie. Is not in the movie again. Yeah, yeah, he's the preacher. Yeah, he's the the, the main preacher because they burned down the church. Stephen Tobolowski, holy shit. Steven Olasky, who's did the not, Grand Wizard, the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux I did Klan. not expect that at all. I saw, I assumed he was going to show up and he was going to be like the, no, Mr. Senator, was, you need to go. Just, yeah, just <laughs> no, he's out there like, kill those black kids and you kill ruin their, you kill their babies too. But he's, I and that's, white, and that's, and that was his political speech during his rally. Yeah. Yeah, We're gonna kill those black babies because we don't want yeah, any yeah, more yeah. of them coming up. And you're like, anyway, that's why you should vote for me. It's like, good God, man, Mississippi doesn't fuck around. Well, yeah, they're, at least they're honest. Give them that. They're honest. They're not like normal politicians. They don't lie. Those oh. guys should be honest. Are we on to win on their honesty? I'll switch over to Mississippi burning. <laughs> there you go. So we appear to be doing that one first. I love that scene though when when uh, when uh, Defoe kind of just just loses it and he's just like he goes to uh mr anderson and he slightly or william defoe says something and, and jackman slaps the shit out of him and then williams and then uh, william defoe pulls out the gun and he goes i'm gonna do it i want to do this your way we're gonna he goes um something like the, the, the line i know gene hackman's line is these people came out of the sewer mr war yeah we have to go down the gutter to get these guys. Right. Maybe so true. Yeah, because Mr. Anderson or William Defoe is coming from like a collegiate, collegiate view or like an academic view, where he's like, I got to figure out these people and break, you know, don't go won't go down their le- their level to arrest them. And he Jackman just 
round him up and shoot him in the head. That's how you take care of this problem. And Gene Hackman's right because he says like you know, get rid of these guys. Defoe has more of a, sorry. Hackman has more of a like he needs to be in the in the Untouchables. Yeah, Elliot Ness sort of style, and then uh, Willem sure. Defoe has more of a he's more of a reserved, and he has a line that perfectly sums him up, where he goes where he's yelling at Gene Hackman in the bathroom, and yeah. he's like you you can't be doing that. He's like this can of worm only opens from the other end. You know that, right. and he goes, "Yeah, I know that." And now that, that that perfectly summed up his character. I wish that line was way earlier, right? Because it s- sets up the rest of the movie really, and it's like halfway through, over halfway through the movie. I was like, "Damn, right. that's a good line," and it's kind of too late <laughs> because that happens after my favorite scene in the movie, which is the Gene Hackman shows up. We're all over the place, I know, but uh, watch the fucking movie if you want to go in order. Um, yeah. It's when he shows up at the bar, and uh, yes, yes, Brad Dourif yes, yes. is sitting there drinking his beer, and this it's a dry county. And yeah. uh, he walks in, and he sees Michael Rooker, and he's sitting in a chair, and he's like, hey, little fellas, and he's still pretending to be friendly at this point. Yeah. And he sits down, and, the, and he's like, uh, it's a dry county, but uh, I guess I'll have a beer, and he hands him a beer, and he's drinking it. And he's just fucking around, and basically like trying to, trying to get a rise out of them. Yeah, which is what he's doing the whole movie. He's trying to get a rise out of them, and and if they're black, he's really trying to like just be friendly and be there, like be a a voice, just kind of right. be there so <clears throat> that they can come to them instead of yeah. what Willem Dafoe, which is hey, so on the se- se- September third, you were, and it's like no, 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 I, no. I, I see nothing, sir. I didn't see nothing. Yeah, like, that's all you're gonna get out of that tactic. Ag Hackman's like you don't do that because it's yes. gonna make them. He gets that kid almost killed in the beginning. That's the thing, yeah. I literally, (laughs) I was watching that with my wife because she watched this movie with me, and I go, "Is he trying to get this kid killed?" Yeah. And the kid is clearly going, "I got nothing to say to you, man." He's scared shitless. Yes. And that's like that was the whole point. That's what Gene Hackman knows. Yeah. He's like, "That's not how you do it." No. Because he gets dumped out of a car in the middle of Main Street later. Anyway. And then they took uh, Tanner Pruitt and Vince or. Whatever around Taylor, the town, they put in the Taylor car. They're, they're driving around with everyone seeing them in the car with the FBI. Yeah, talking to them, shaking their heads, nodding. He's giving all this information. He's like, "What are you doing?" I don't know. They're hey. He and purposely he walks in them. and hands them the twenty. You got change for a twenty. And then he dumps them off in the black neighborhood. Remember that part? They, they yeah. All the way down. Jigsaw shuts his hand in the cash register. So great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Tobin Bell's in this randomly. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, what I was getting to was Hackman is like still pretending to be their friends. And then he, he gets a rise out of Michael Ricker. Finally, who's, who's like oh, yeah. really the main like muscle of this entire organization. Yeah. And Michael Ricker stands up where he kind of leans yeah, toward him. Yeah. He's like, grabs yeah. him by the collar and he's like, yeah. he's like, we don't fucking like you here. So get the fuck out of here. What the, and then Gene Hackman grabs him with the balls and he just, you see that yeah. switch flip. Listen here. Shit. Kicker. Yeah. Don't you- but you get confused me with some other body. And I could tell it was a scene that here. stuck out with you because as it was wa- as I was watching it, I looked down at my phone and you're quoting it. And you weren't even watching yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, that was perfect timing. Because I looked down and it says, listen here, shit kicker. And I'm like, that's what he just yeah. said. I'm going to show my wife. I figured. Because I was like, I think I that scene coming up. I was going to type it. You, you couldn't have been more perfect with that. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I found that scene just like mesmerized me because of that like oh, yeah. switch that gets yeah. flipped where he's like, 
Yeah. What is, you have the scene more memorized than I do, obviously. But what does he say there? Like, I'm not just some. No, don't you confuse me with some other body. Yeah. Because he, he, he's like, he thinks they're going to be like the Hoover boys. Yeah. They're just going to write Back notes down. and not arrest anybody. And like, but Gene Hackman's like, I'm going to. I'm a good old boy. Well, yeah, that's what he tells Brad Dourif at the end when, when he beats his wife. We forgot to mention. Um, Frances McDormand. Frances McDormand's in this yeah. movie. She's fantastic. Oh, She's yeah. Got one she of always the best is. Scene, the, the, the best scene uh, where she's just like my they, second favorite you're actress. Not, you're taught hate. You're taught hate. You, yeah. you're not born with it. You're taught it from when the day you're born. You're taught to hate them. Brad Dourif yells at her for oh. holding that her, her like her friend or whoever that is her the black baby. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that your baby? Who's is that? <laughs> yeah, well, and he goes, they look so cute when they're little. That and that was him oh. trying to like relate to her. That's a sad thing. Yeah. The way he says that is like, and she's scared. He, yeah. he he says it and he goes. She knows. She's mad at me you for know. that. They're so cute yeah. when they're little. <laughs> uh, so cute when they're little. God damn. Oh, he's so evil in that movie. It's so great. Brad Dourif should have been nominated for asked for supporting actor. How was he not? And of course not. Yeah. No, Brad Dourif has done more fucking amazing roles than any actor in Hollywood. I I honestly no think because he was Chucky. He's Chucky. Yeah. I think he's Chucky. You know, that's what they think he's He was Chucky 30 years into his career, 20, 20 yeah, years in, I'll say. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he was doing it for fun. And it just, you know, these, they made money and you could do like 10 more of them. I got to say, uh, this this podcast is quickly becoming, and, and I'm, I'm I'm over this, completely on board, the the Brad Dourif Appreciation Podcast. Absolutely. Because him in, in Exorcist 3 oh, yeah. is top 10. Oh, yeah. Characters in a movie, especially in a horror movie, even in Dune, <laughs> even, even Lord Dune, of the Rings. Well, Lord of the Rings is great. Yeah, he's worth. I don't. I don't give a shit about Lord of the Rings, but I was like, oh, Brad, yeah. I forgot Brad he's in this. I'm watching. I'm like, God damn, he's good. <laughs> Deadwood again. Deadwood when he, yeah. the first season of Deadwood, where he's he's dealing with the the priest that has that brain aneurysm, the brain problem. He's going crazy. And it's like, Brad Dourif like breaks down. He's a Civil War doctor, and he just starts crying. He's yelling at God, saying like, "How can you do this to someone that loves you and someone that does nothing but praise you? And you treat him like this, like he's a dog, and you're making him gonna die and suffer like this for no reason. And you've taken so many innocent men. Like he just goes off on this whole thing about just yelling at God for the war and people who you know don't deserve pain to get pain." Great scene, and Brad Dourif is so fucking good. Deadwood is worth watching just for that. Uh, him and I mean Ian McShane, of course, and you know Timothy Oliphant's really good. Yeah, but Brad Dourif, and let's not forget Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> oh God, the great famous dirty, dirty old man Jeffrey Jones. And this was post because post 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 being arrested, post pedophile, being a sex offender. Yeah, post act, not even accusations, post conviction. Yes. I'm looking at Brad Dourif's yeah. career. He started 10 years before Chucky, really. Less than I well, thought. He said he, he, his big part was uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's yeah. his first big role. First big I role. Was, he, I think he was nominated for that. But he only he only does the voice for Chucky. He's never... Right. He's yeah. only in the very opening scene of the first right. movie. yeah. Where he's holding yeah, the it. doll and... Yeah. Ah, ma. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, that's you from missed. Indiana Jones. I don't remember what he says. <laughs> Kalima, yeah, Kalima. Ah, do, 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 do. Do, 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 
but the, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like, why is that being held against him when he just does a voice? Yeah. But I, because I had the exact same reaction when I when I really started getting the Brad Dourif. I saw him and I'm like, oh, he's the Chucky guy. Okay. And that's yeah. all he does. Okay. And I started catching him here and there in little bit roles. And I'm like, this guy's really fucking good. Like, what the fuck have I been missing? Right. And his yeah. daughter's pretty good too. And she's in the stand, the remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's starting to take off now and she's actually not bad. So, like, oh, she's good. Good for her. I, I want Brad Dourif to win something before he dies. Not that do I. Do you think, do, do you think she has lots of stories about her daddy? <laughs> She's gonna tell a story about her daddy. I don't. I, I and I love his IMDb picture because it's been this for twenty some years. That one with a big handlebar mustache one. Or? No, he's dressed like oh, Buster Keaton. Yeah, he's, he's Buster Keaton in a Twilight episode. As long as I can remember, this has been his IMDb picture. I wonder <laughs> if he has any power over that. This is from Ragtime from '81, which I think is a um, music. Comedy what thing. is that guy's name? Robert Altman movie, right? Which one? Oh, maybe. I think Ragtime. Let me look it up. I, I, I'm uh, not 100% my Robert Altman. Uh, so, no, so Ma- Milos Foreman. Oh, there you go. I'm thinking of Nashville, I think, because it's got a very similar yeah, poster. You, yeah, Robert Altman is Nashville, yeah. Oh, but look at this poster. It's very similar to the Nashville poster. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, very close. Brad Dourif. <laughs> Brad anyway. Brad Dourif is incredible in this movie. Uh, should have won. Francis McDormand should have won. Gene Hackman should have won. Willem Dafoe, you can go either way. He's great in the movie, he's but fine. doesn't I think deserve he's more like, the straight need. man. He, he's, <sighs> he's the straight character. He doesn't have much to do other than be yeah. the stoic. You know, he's the stoic. And he kills uh, it. White savior. Well, according to people who, who talk shit on this movie. He, he is. Which I did not know at the time. Honestly, he um, is. But that's yeah. not always a bad thing. That no, I I wouldn't yeah. if there weren't for one scene. I wouldn't think that way. But there's one scene at the end after uh, Arlie Emery hangs himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then it's Willem Dafoe's speech. like, I think where all the the <laughs> the bad the villains. Yeah. And I'm like, this right, is yeah. not necessary. This speech. No, that, that I think that's what killed the movie a little bit. It was a it was that last moment. Yeah, you should you should change and feel bad. This is you, and I was like, right, yeah, I yeah, got yeah, that. Yeah. I don't need you to tell me. It, yeah, do it, you see? It do was, you see? It was the last scene in Psycho. I don't need you right. to explain this to right. me. I got it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess when this movie came out, and I didn't know this until years later, when I was reading like the. Not IMDb, but Wikipedia page. I guess this movie's controversial because it had a white savior problem, where it's like white people saved black people and black people didn't save themselves. Which I was like, what, really? That that's what you take from this movie? I'm just like, I didn't see that. I just saw it as a movie about a guy trying to solve a case, and you have the two different heads with with um, Gene Hackman and Defoe butting heads because one's by the book and one's sort of more underhanded and wants to take these guys out like the old-fashioned way like he wants to go wild wild west on them he does and he wants to do new world on them where it's like we're gonna take him to court we're gonna put him he in wants jail. to slowly burn and let this right. let the legal yeah, system yeah. take care of this and yeah, that's how you get progress yeah. and gene hatman's right. like no we shoot these fucking guys in a field and we bury yeah, them and then they're just gone move on yeah, but then he realized that's how everyone in this county thinks right, so we yeah. can't well, just he, kill them all right 
I mean, I, I wouldn't oppose to that. Brings in the people they interview no, on the fucking screen, holy shit, they're infuriating. Oh, my God. How great was that, though? God damn, what, that was brutal. It, and those are real interviews, it, like, based on real yeah. interviews. Like, just an interesting, like, just to put that into the movie, it becomes a documentary. It's, it's like, infuriating. What, what is this? All of a sudden, they, they talk, they, they, don't, they don't bathe, they smell. They're not like us. We can't have them around. They're, just, they're the, different. The first guy they interview on the news story, he goes, well, I think those activists faked it. I think it's a publicity stunt. And they're up in Canada right. laughing at us. Right, and if right, they were right. in that car and they got killed, they deserved it. And I was like, how did you switch to that? And you know goddamn I... well those are based on literal, like, word-by-word interviews. Probably, yeah. Because there's yeah, he's meticulous when he made this movie. Yeah. And, and I, lo- I love that uh, when Gene Hackman... He finally gets to do what he wants to do. He brings in his special guy, the, the black guy that's, that oh, kidnaps yeah. Arlie Emery. You know what he did? They cut it off his scrotum. That's not, we, we say that line a lot in my family. He cut off his scrotum. Then he goes he into detail what a scrotum is, in case you're confused. No, I found out years later what that meant. No, he oh. says it in the movie. No, he goes, you know how much you bleed when you cut a man's balls off? Yeah. <laughs> Put off. Pull, 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 I can't remember his name. Omar. Omar looked like he was dipped in blood. They found him in a field. He barely survived. He barely, he barely walks today. All because he was a Negro. I can't remember the actor's name, though. He's somebody. Yeah. Uh, he's Baja somebody, he's, Jola. He was great. He's a good he, My wife goes, is that Winston? Yeah, a little bit. And I go, how did. Oh, my God. He does look a lot like him. Like, I'm going to show a picture right now of him. And yeah, from the that, from yeah. from here up, he looks a lot like him, like yeah. younger version of of. Uh... Did, did you get the train number? I missed it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> no, younger version of uh, Winston. He looks a lot like him though. Yeah. You know how much a man bleeds when he cut off his balls. Yeah, that. And then he goes, "You got anything to tell me about that that night?" Yeah, and Arlie yeah, Irving's got this white duct tape over his face, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And I thought for sure he's gonna go, "Fuck you!" No, he's like, and then it cuts, <laughs> and that guy's he getting on a plane and leaves. Tells him everything. Tells what he knows, and he he basically Stucky, the sheriff Stucky stayed behind because he wasn't stupid enough to go with him. Yeah, and uh, he he knew what they were up to, but he you know because he got off, he didn't go to prison. Nope, he got acquitted. <laughs> I think they all got acquitted though. I think they all. They went to prison for the civil rights violation for 10 years, but I think they all got out like in a year, something like that. In reality, I don't think they stayed very long in prison. Well, it's like... Um, I, I think they all lived to be like ripe old ages. I don't know. The movie reminded me a lot of Casualties of War. Yeah. So I just watched that one, the, the De Palma movie, the Michael J. Fox. Another, another happy movie. Yeah. And I was like, that's more miserable than this, honestly. Oh, no, no. Casualties of War is also unwatchable. Because this is, at it least, is there's really like a building bad. of a case, and you have the lightheartedness yeah, 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 of Gene yeah. Hackman. Yeah. And the kind of, like, fake fake love story. I would say fake because they both know it can't work. The love fake love story with Frances McDormand. Right. And you yeah. got all these wonderful characters. And the, then Casualties of War is just mired in the yeah. mud and the filth of this brutal fucking rape that you're forced to just watch. And just the yeah, people. And then it goes was sentenced to 24 years, was sentenced to 30 years. And, and then you look in the reality, yeah. five years, three years. Right. Yeah, three years, five years. 
None of those guys served even close to what the end credit says. Right, yeah. And it's like, God damn it. Like, that is, that's more heartbreaking than the movie. It's yeah. the reality of what happened. And I feel like they couldn't end the movie with, served a six-month suspended sentence because, <laughs> because he's now, white. Would you have appreciated if they took the Back to the Future uh, uh, music from, uh, um, uh, <laughs> what's his name, uh, Eddie Money? And they play at the end. Do do do. Ain't got no credit cards to pay for this crime. Back to the future. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. And the Doc Brown. We gotta get, we have to go back, Marty. We have to make sure that he serve prison sentences. Yeah. Then that. I want to go back there, Doc. I have PTSD. And that movie's even more brutal because the victim, like in this one, the victim's already dead by the time the movie actually starts. Right. Yeah. In that movie, she's like bloody naked and like crawling yeah. across a train track like trying to get away from them and then yeah. the guy's just like yeah, and blows her away and then john michael j fox can't do a goddamn thing about it no nah, john c Riley's in it yeah but anyway Everybody um forgets i'm in that movie um gene hackman's still alive i don't know how that don't you touch my drum set <laughs> barely he's still kicking though i he's laughed so hard right here dick my favorite Gene Hackman movie and it involves Brad Dourif. I laugh so goddamn hard when he does this baseball joke for the second time. You know what I like about baseball? Yeah. The only time a black guy can wave is a stick at a white man. <laughs> but then yeah, yeah. He tells Brad Dourif he's already heard it and he cuts him off. And then he goes, boop, <laughs> pokes him in the belly. <laughs> Mr. Anderson? Yeah. Uh. It's nice talking to you. Guess I gotta go. All right, I'm going to pause so we don't get shut down. And... Chop's still in a good mood. Fancy McDormand is semi-cute. Yeah. Good night. Now we're set. Let's get back to baseball. You know what they say, don't you? It's the only game where a black man can wave a stick in a white... I know, I already heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Why does he do that? (laughs) Did you ever notice that? That's funny, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. God damn, I was I've laughing seen, yeah. so hard. Well, Gene Hackman's just a good actor. It's the actor. only timestamp I saved great. in the in the movie. Yeah, that's that? hilarious. That's funny. Uh, going back to what you mentioned about when Gene Hackman takes over and Willem Dafoe's like, we'll do it your way. And he's like, you're right. going to do it my way. Whatever I want to do. He's like, yes, we'll do it your way. Immediately. Willem Dafoe's like, we can't be doing your renegade shit out here, okay? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? There's these people getting on Mr. Ward. The guy just left on. They're standing right by the airfield, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't be doing it that way. We got regulations. I'm like, you just said you're gonna do it his way. It's like, yeah, we did this. We had the same thing in that Nick Cage movie uh, last week. Remember the wife goes in rage. Right. You, yeah, yeah. you go, take go. care of this your way. Next yeah, morning, yeah. I'm gonna leave. You're gonna take me with you, right? No, I have to go do that. I'm going to go kill people. You can't leave me here. Like, you just told me to take care of it my way. I was supposed to do my way. This is my way. The previous scene told <laughs> you told me. I forgot what Mr. Grover was about. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to screw this up and get shot in the shotgun in the bedroom at the end of the movie. Oh, fuck that movie. Spoiler alert. No. For an awful Nick You can't Cage spoil shit. It's already, you can't spoil really milk. Can't, it's, you can't spoil milk. It's, spoil it's already milk. spoiled. It's a 10-year-old movie. It's already spoiled. Um, 
I don't know. It's just a fun laugh a minute romp through Southern history. It's just a great movie. It's very well done. It's fucking brutal. And it feels like by the time it wraps up, you never really got any justice. And I feel like, because there's a scene where that he's standing, he's standing next to Malcolm Jamal Warner and the, all the, the burned down church that was there. And he's watching him leave. And I'm like, these people are so much worse off than when you arrived. <laughs> like, <laughs> Less than that, yeah. It's just like, oh, man. Like, you can, you really do have to do, like, three steps back to get one step forward with this sort yeah. of shit. And it was important that they did it, but holy shit, these people lie. These people lives. His dad got hung, and he barely saved his life. Yeah. It's fucking brutal, like, man. Well, that one scene when they, when Gwen Defoe goes and talks to the, the older black couple, and they beat him, and he's in bed. He's trying to get the statement from him, and he goes, "Ah, nothing happened to me, Mister. I'm fine. I'm not. You know, I, I didn't do anything. Nothing happened. I, I didn't see anybody." And he looks he's like he looks like the fucking he's mummy. Dying. He's like, "Yeah, he's got like scared shitless. He got blood he's all over. Oh, terrible. Yeah, and his like, wife is just like, he'll tell you. Uh, and he just goes, uh, "No, yeah, ah, she's chucking her corn." And then it does, it's not until he starts. To, uh, Gene Hackman starts his conversations with Francis McDormand and Malcolm Jamal Warner. He starts them off not looking for information, which is what breaks the case. Right. <clears throat> not just trying to relate to them as people more than as suspects or not suspects, right. but witnesses and people with information yeah. in a case. And that's, that's his, because they're button heads the whole time, Defoe and Hackman. And that's yeah. the only difference is Hackman wants to give a shit about these people to get information out of them. Right. Which is the only fruitful endeavor they really have with, with their case. Because if it was Defoe, they would never solve this thing. Ever. Right. Yeah, because she's the one that tells them where the bodies are buried yes. and everything else. Tells them everything. Yeah, it tells them the whole story. Defoe would have gotten zero leads. He would have gotten right. every black yeah. person in that town. And he said there's 5,000 at one right. point. I think it was uh, uh, Arlie Ermey or was it Stephen Tobolowsky? That says that. Uh, I think it's Eddie Irving, I think. Yeah, it says there's 5,000. We did with 5,000 Negroes. They, they, they do their thing, and we get along just fine. All he says is, there ain't a problem with our Negros. Yeah. Until, the, and I'm like, ah. Uh. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's. Uh. Why? Oh, man. It's, <laughs> it makes you, like, stop and, like, as an audience, just like, oh, Jesus. How, how how is that your reasoning? Right. Uh, well, that's the thing. That's why, like, growing up watching this movie, it just taught me, you know, why racism is so stupid. It's like, oh, God, why, why would people act like this? It makes no sense to me. I've never understood And it. I just, yeah, you, don't, you just don't understand, like, that years of just, they tell you, oh, they're inferior, they're inferior. And I remember, I mean, I've had friends or not friends, but people here I've, with like Hispanic people, Mexicans and everything, they'll talk shit on Mexicans or say something racist about them. It's like, yeah. well, why? why? Why are you saying that? What are you talking about? Like, and this was my friend because seven years ago I was hanging out with some guys and I didn't really know him very well and this Mexican guy was walking, he goes, look at this fucking beater over here. And I was like, oh, it's my friend Martin. And I went and saw him, I went and talked to him, hadn't seen him in a while. And I was just like, yeah, it's my buddy. So whatever. I'm just like, I, I don't understand why people are so bent up on this whole like oh he's he's hispanic or he's this he's this is like, oh he's different like, they're not different we're all the same you know rip so stupid 
was like, I, I can't. Uh, I, and you're you're white. Yeah, good, congratulations. You're fucking white. Who cares? All all being white, white means whitey. is we're goddamn boring. Yeah, we have zero culture. No, well, we are we are culture. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take yours. We, 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 we're good at that. We're, we're good at making. Yeah, yeah. We'll make your hairstyles Sorry. ours and your music ours and yeah, whatever else you ours. got that's good. We'll take it. We we can make it. We can make a dime out of it. Just like yeah, John Lennon. You give me a tuba, <laughs> I'll bit some money out of it. The way he says that, tuba, tuba, tuba. Oh man! But yeah, so uh, Angel Heart. So swing over to Angel Heart, which is not about racism. It's just about soulism. It's about okay. It, it is a secret, like backdoor voodoo movie. Yes. And by the time I caught up to the voodoo ness, I was like, "Fuck you, Dick." I hate voodoo movies. Yeah. Adam and I have expressed our displeasure for voodoo's, for voodoo films. But it's but not, it's pretty it's pretty tame though. It's a pretty tame voodoo. But it doesn't hinge on the actual voodoo, right? Like that's not the driving plot. That's not the. Right. There's no. It's it's more about the comeuppance and his character than it is right. anything with the voodoo. The voodoo is kind of just like the setting of this is what happened before, right? Which I was glad because voodoo movies I yeah. goddamn hate. It's almost more magic than voodoo. It's like he's yeah. talking about the, what he did the rituals. And you don't see rituals. it. And you don't see it happen. Yeah, it, it's all it's already done, and this is the outcome of what has already been done. He, this is the consequences of his actions of trying to cheat the devil out of his due, and that's what it is. And the good old Robert De Niro shows up for. No reason other than to be the devil, uh, which is fun. And I, I don't know why De Niro would do this movie because I feel like this would be a, a lame, cheap movie that he could make more money doing another movie on. This oh, is back when it, De Niro cared about movies. Maybe it probably took him three days of acting. Well, sure, yeah, it's, like, it's very quick. And plus, I saw that he based his performance and his look on Martin Scorsese, so it's probably just fuck around for uh, him. There you go. Yeah. Coke, Coke Edward Martin Scorsese with his fucking Liza Minnelli. Yeah. Gross. I'm surprised De Niro didn't have the... <gasps> like, cocaine's, cocaine's a hell of a drug when you fuck Liza Minnelli. God damn it, have to be. Ugh. It would fucking have to be a hell of a drug Ugh. to deal with her. Ugh. We need to watch New York, New York. I do. <laughs> it's on my I list. I do. Yeah, I know. Um, I New York City, 1955, is the setting of the beginning of this. Um, you can't deny that Mickey Rourke looks so much like Bruce Willis in this movie. He does, yeah. And he acts like him, and it's very yeah. creepy because it's not Bruce Willis. Well, this is, this is pre-Bruce Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis does a go famous about three years later. Yeah. but So, yeah. Uh, don't fuck up your face, I guess is the lesson here. Don't, don't become <laughs> a boxer when you're an actor. Yeah. How about that? Middle-aged bat the boxing. Not a smart idea. This is our second De Niro movie since Born to Win, which was very early on. Born to Win? Born to Win from like 71. What the hell is that? It was, we did an experiment where everyone on the show grabbed a DVD at the, I was like, grab the worst movie you can find. And we all watched them in order. And someone grabbed uh, Born to Win. It was Ryan, I think. But he watched it, and then we, we tweeted it out, and then De Niro liked the tweet. And I was like, oh, 
whoever handles De Niro's Twitter account liked it. That's funny. <laughs> because it mentioned his name. But I still have a, wow. a, I still have a screenshot of Robert De Niro liked your tweet. And I was like, yes. I sure wasn't a Russian sex bot. Uh, no, this was this was ten years ago, man. This was like and they had Russian sex bots then. But but it was no, it was his actual like account. I have to say, uh, I really like what you said about me, Phoenix. It was quite funny. Yeah, it wasn't. It was definitely not De Niro who read that tweet. No, no, because no. he was seventy at the time. De Niro time. doesn't even know what tweets are. No. What fucking tweet? I just thought it was funny because I'm like, wait, fucking De Niro like that? And it caught me. It took me like yes. three months to see that because I don't give a shit about Twitter. I'm like, wait, right. De Niro, wait, what? Oh man, uh, De Niro wants to meet you for lunch. Oh, yeah. Um, I wrote down because when he starts to go around and see all the Louisiana voodoo people, I was like, yeah. after watching Mississippi Burning, I have a bad feeling for all these black people. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe tie it into that. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Anderson's going to show up and he goes, you came out of the hell, Mr. Ward. <laughs> you got to find your soul before you kill Lisa Bonet. I, I did. I did notice that. Okay. So the, the, the plot of the movie is De Niro hires him to track down Johnny favorite, who he's owed a, a debt to a contract. And that was the clue. I was like, he's a de- Yeah. Even if I didn't know, I'd be like, he's the devil. Right, Fucking. He's yeah. got the goddamn pentagram. Yeah. The nails, I got the cane, uh, the goatee. He has a contract. He's the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the second he goes, do you know Johnny Favorite? No. And he, he mentions yeah. to him who he is. He's a musician. And he took disappeared. And he changed his <laughs> face, I think. Right, yeah. I went, Mickey, Mickey Rourke's Johnny Favorite. I got it. Right, yeah. Right away. So I was like, all right, I'm not waiting for the, for the twist here. I'm just watching this for what it is. Right. Which is kind of a, honestly a relief because I wasn't waiting for the end. I wasn't just like, where's yeah, this going? Yeah, you're on the journey with him. Yeah. And it's just a bizarre. And it like, was. It's a bizarre movie to follow this guy on this journey with. It's very strange. Also, it helped me focus on the details that they show later in the movie because it does have kind of kind of like a usual suspect ending where you see how things really were. Details. Fight Club. Because do you remember the, the switchblade that uh, Toots Sweet cuts him with? Yeah. And then he grabs it and holds it at him, and then he throws it across the room. And then you see yeah. it land on the ground. But then he tell, he stuffs his stuff his, thing, his phone number in, in Tootsweet's mouth and then leaves. Right. And then you see him drop the knife. And I go, ah. That knife's already on the ground, as we saw. He never picked it back up. So, therefore. Right. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of clues if you're watching carefully and if you already know what's happening. Which I kind of, yeah. so I already knew what was happening, so I got to watch the, the, it's like watching Flight Club knowing the ending, you can get to catch more of the clues throughout, which is kind of nice, oh, honestly. Yeah. yeah, that's what makes it fun, that's why second watches are always more fun. And I really caught it during the uh, Bonet when he's fucking her. Yeah. And he's fucking her, and then he cuts, he has that little suit, and he cuts back and she's screaming. Yeah, yeah. And I was like. He's obviously blood in the sheets. Yeah, I was like, like wait, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Is this? Why is he raping her uh, now? This is and weird. you realize that something else going on. There's a lot of that. Um, it is a it is a trippy fucking movie. It is. I don't know why it's rated X. I guess they had the cup cut a couple Lisa, seconds of Lisa Bonet naked. Yeah, I think the Lisa Bonet knew these things were too much, and I think maybe it was the subject material, so they were 
kind of like being more cautious because, ooh, it's the devil. It's satanic panic time in the 80s. It's satanic panic uh, taking over everything. Even though all you see is her nipples, you see Charlotte Rampling's dead nipples. Right. You see the news reporter that he's fucking in the beginning, her nipples. That's it. You see Mick Rurick's ass. That's it. That's it. Why is this rated X? I want to show you my ass. Like, 87 was not that tame. Like, like Stripes had more nudity than this. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's like PG. I think Stripes is rated PG. Or is it rated R? <laughs> I think it might be R. It's R rated. But there's a lot of those movies but, um, from the from the early 80s that are rated PG. Oh, like with, yeah, with yeah. so much nudity. Well, isn't there like a, a Pretty in Pink or 16 Candles where she shows her bush? It's a PG-13 movie. Yeah, but this is a bush. Well, it's, it's probably one of those bush that nobody cares. Yeah. Oh, my God. What is that red Chucky thing? Oh, it's your yeah. bush. Uh. <laughs> Raggedy Ann doll. Oh, no. Oh. Uh. No, it's... it's X. Oh, I feel like a lot of the movies that... It was more judged off the subject material than it was on what you're actually seeing in the film. Kind of what you're saying yeah. there, the satanic stuff. and Yeah. Because you'll see, like, movies... If it's about sex, even without that much sex in it, they want to give it an X rating. Like People vs. Larry Flint. Right. They wanted to give that an X rating every chance they got. And they're like, yeah. but there's not that much nudity for an X. And they had to come up with examples of other movies that had R. Like, this movie is R and has way more nudity than our movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's when they have to, like, eat their own shit eventually. Well... Anyway, Angel Heart. What I don't know. What what are your what are your thoughts on it? Um, I I I enjoyed it. I liked it when I first saw it. Um, it was different. It's different for sure. And but it's it's well done. It's very uh, it's a noir basically. He's trying to solve this case, and it's the fifties, and it has all that you know. They're all wearing really nice suits and good. <laughs> period costumes and glasses but, with um, nose guards what the yeah. fuck was that oh god it's class god damn it it's just got Fitzgerald shit glasses <laughs> fuck as he's in the worst neighborhoods imaginable yeah. <laughs> but um nah, um the angel heart there's something about it it's, it's very it's very of its time I don't think you could ever make this movie again, honestly. I mean, really, I think they've tried to make this movie again, but it never would never. They works. tried, yeah. In like 2003. It's, just, it's, it's still on IMDb it. as remade as. And I, ever since wow. I've been looking at this movie, it's had that at there, but no additional information has ever been added. Shit. <laughs> like, I, wasn't, I doubt they even finished it. No, they didn't even start. The hire took they, over. They couldn't get the money yeah. put together. But because uh, I forget the guy's name, but he wanted to make it based more on the novel, the source material, which is something angel, fallen angel, right? Um, something like that, yeah. And he wanted to get it made closer to that. And I'm like, do you really need to fuck with this movie? Like, it's already, it's already the way it is, and you're not gonna do it better. Like, honestly, right? Yeah. All you're gonna do is yeah. make a weaker version. Don't fucking bother, Jonathan Demi. I'm talking to you, you dead fuck. Don't remake Venturian Candidate. Why? All you can do is make oh, a weaker no, version of it. That was, bad. that was a bad movie. 
That was a terrible. I didn't even think it was that bad. Dan Washington. But it's like you're not going to make a better one than the original, so why don't bother? Well, it's just that was Hollywood. Psycho. You're dead. They're not. Yeah, that's it. They have no. They can't think of original idea anymore because they don't want to take the risk. They're afraid of their their version. Their their aversion to risk makes no sense to me because every time they take a chance, it ends up being a big fucking hit. The biggest Star Trek movie of all time is that weird one about the fucking wells. Like that was a huge <laughs> hit. That's the Star biggest Trek Star 4. Trek movie of all time. And Star Trek Four. That's the one that made the most money out of all of them. Even the modern ones didn't make as much with, due to inflation. And on paper, it yeah. sounds like the worst goddamn movie. Right. Yeah. It's, they go they to San Francisco fly. like hundred years later they or might earlier. That shit. They they release the yeah. secret for making an invisible metal, and they save some goddamn whales. <laughs> yeah, it's all about and, hump, 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 and their whales. space sausages. <laughs> uh, yeah, it. Oh god. No, yeah. it's it's. If you're trying to predict this shit, good fucking luck, man. Uh, good. This is why you can't make anything that's actually quality. Um. Yeah. And this movie kind of predates one that I like, the old old boy movie. Uh, I haven't seen the original. Yeah, but I've seen yeah. the the Spike Lee right, one. Yeah. And I like that one, even though it's got terrible like ratings on IMDb. Months. Yeah, people don't it's like it. I liked it. I liked it. I, I liked yeah. it. Um, the, the first the, the the Korean old boys. Fucking I'm sure it's much better. I just haven't seen I it. I think that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Especially that fucking fight scene with the hammer. Oh my god. He's fighting like 15 guys at once. Yeah. In a hallway scene. I've seen the scene. Oh, boy. I just haven't seen the Right. Oh, it's awesome. It's fantastic. You can't, you can't avoid that scene. There's memes of no, it. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but what I mean by that is there's a scene where he's, he meets up with Lisa Bonet, and he's like, hey, I'm looking for uh, Johnny Famous. So you know who he is? And she's like, right. no. And then later on he finds out. He's like, why don't you tell me who he is? She goes, he's my dad. And he left. He's been dead for 12 years. Everyone kept saying he's been dead for 12 years. And then it turns right. out that Johnny Favorite put his put his soul inside uh, Harry Angel's body. And by this point, he realizes that he's already fucked Lisa Bonet. So I was like, oh shit, you done fucked your daughter, Johnny. Which is the twist of old boy. Yes. But... I think he subconsciously knew it because he was a freak. What the that's fuck was just, that, right? He's a bad guy. Well, he's a bad man, and that's him being even badder. Because, and that's why at the at the end he's like, I'm I'm, I'm condemned to hell. At the end of the movie, we're like, um, then the sheriffs they say something like, Well, how you gonna get yourself out of this one now, boy, or something like that? And he's just like, No, I'm done. I'm guilty. I'm I'm over. Yeah, I think he's just something like I'm over or something like that. And I think that's. Or I can't okay. be forgiven or something can we, like that. Can we put a pin in that for one second? Please don't forget to go back to that. I just want to say, I think you're right, because it explains why Harry Angel, when he fucks her, it's all romantic and sexy. Right. And yeah. then the blood starts. Yes. And then it turns into a rape murder, which is when Johnny Favorite takes over. Right. And but then knows. why is there a bath sequence in the middle there where she's like, hey... and. It, and she's all talking to him. I'm like, were you just being raped a second ago? I'm right, so confused. Yeah. Like, maybe is he imagining the bath part? Or is she imagining the bath part? Because then uh, it finds out, we find out at the very end that he killed her by 
he just kills her. But then he shoves his yeah. gun up her twat. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, <laughs> it's like, pretty rough. Uh, it's, yeah, it's gross. And the cop's just like, he doesn't even know how to react anymore. He's just like, hey, are you going to deny the fact that it's your gun up her pussy? And he's like, yeah. no. He's- no. <laughs> I'll play the clip. I can't, I can't say no. I messed up. I'm sorry. Oh God! I want, and then it comes into the, one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> there's there's uh-huh. one shot in this movie I think is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Ah. Oh, we can't show this. Why'd you come back? Oh God! <laughs> Stop it! Long enough for you to kill her, right? Unless that ain't your gun up a snatch. There it is. <laughs> gun up a snatch. Meanwhile, I'm showing Lisa Bonet naked all over YouTube. Uh, well, no, no you know, it's, she's, it's not like she's not used to that. Yeah. No, she's, I, I don't know. I've always been attracted to her. Oh, she's a beautiful woman. Out of her this fucking mind. Her prime. <laughs> oh, fucking crazy sketch. If you're married to Jason Lamont <laughs> that long, you're fucking nuts. There's something wrong with you. You're crazy. No, I think the other way around. (laughs) I think he had a crush on her growing up, and now he's like, yeah, I'll deal with her. Oh, no, okay. (laughs) She is just so attractive. Her and Vanity are kind of in the same vein for me. Yeah, they are. So attractive and and different paths, obviously, because one of them died, but just so, so, man. Lisa Bonet, oh, man, I had a crush on her when I was, like, real young. Like Ooh. five, six, like super young. Wow. Yeah. Well, Cosby show is on. I'm like, that's true. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're exactly. looking at that kid, you know, at her and you're like, who, what's that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt the same way. I felt, I felt the same way about Felicia Rashad. <laughs> Mrs. R- 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 Raven. Mrs. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah Raven. Some but I feel like that about her now watching her then. Yeah, not now, yeah. not her now. Me, me now, her then. <laughs> uh. Right? Are you a giant true heart? Isn't it creepy how you how you can watch something in puberty? Okay, here I'll tell the story real quick. I watched Casper recently with my daughter. One of my first crushes ever was was her. Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci, not right, my yeah. not my daughter. Um, watching <laughs> Casper, and then. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. And then I realized, I'm 40. That's an 11-year-old. Right, yeah. I'm not attracted to her there. I'm remembering when I was her. Because I'm younger than her. I remember when I was 10 and watching her. Because I saw her in the theater because I wanted to go see that. Because I was so attracted to her. Then I remember I dragged my parents along. and I'm re- So I'm remembering that. But I'm like, this. how do I? Oh, this is so weird. <laughs> like I'm gonna walk out of this movie because I, I I can't I don't know I don't know what's going on so I just let, let my daughter finish it. This is weird. Wow. Ah. Yeah, it's a, I'm like clearly I'm not attracted to the child here in the movie, but here I am having re, you know remembering feelings of being attracted right. to that. And I'm like this is so weird. It's such a <laughs> help me, Doc. What's wrong with me, Doc? I don't have any time. <laughs> I gotta oh. stop myself from fucking my own sister, my own daughter. 
This is our no second card to ride this train. This is our second sold or sold to the devil for something movie tonight. Oh, yes, yeah, true. Yeah, because we yeah. did Ghost Rider. Yeah. Our third of four movies that had to deal with hell and the devil. Um, this movie was giving me Exorcist three vibes when he was drifting between murders. Oh sure, yeah, it's very yeah, it's very soundscape cast similar with the way the camera's moving and he's walking through the streets and everything. Uh, it's mostly audio related, right? Like yeah. there's not a lot of visuals that are brutal. It's all audio, like you hear like screams or you know they they layer up the audio. Yeah. When he's seeing stuff and you never really see what's going on, and I kind of appreciated that. And I think I, I honestly believe William Peter Blatty was drawing a lot from this movie when he was making. Exorcist 3. I can't imagine he wasn't. Because it's very similar to some of the scenes. Especially early on in the movie. Remember that scene where he comes out and he has the switchblade yeah. and there's like a lady sitting there staring at like... She's in a pew in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, this right. is just Exorcist 3 at this point. Right, yeah. Like, there's no way he didn't draw inspiration there. I do want to mention... Here's the scene I would cut from the movie. And this is him at his most Bruce Willisy. Yeah, ah, it's it's he's just flat out Bruce Willis here. Remember him at the end of the Twilight Zone Chatterday episode? Yes, yes, <laughs> there he is. Yeah, uh, ah, even sounds like him. In hell. Hold that on, there goes. This is what I would cut. It looks terrible. Adds nothing. Cut it, Alan right. Parker. Little, little scary boy. Little, little grudge boy. His head that's not moving, but his body is. Look at this. I think it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be unsettling. It's not unsettling. It's terrible looking. <laughs> and then he, he goes to the elevator ride for the next twenty minutes on the credits. The elevator ride all the way down. Oh yeah. And that's to hell. It's figuratively. He's no. The hell the you say? Is going to hell with them. How dare you say that? See, the credits roll over. That's so weird. I will say, there's a little movie called Hellraiser Inferno I brought up before. Yes. That I liked more than I should. Yes. And now I realize, Angel Heart is the movie. <laughs> It's, right, just exactly. it's just they're, a remake. It's just a remake of Angel Heart. Of Angel Heart, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same fucking movie. Only that yeah, one has Pinhead. Yes, and it wasn't supposed to have Pinhead. I think it was just the movie originally. It wasn't a Hellraiser. Yeah, movie. but I think I wonder if the remake they tried to do for Angel Heart somehow found its way to someone, and you know, the game of telephone, and it becomes a Hellraiser sequel. Right. Because it's the same fucking movie. Only he's a detective yeah. tracking down the, the serial right. killer and it reveals that yeah, he, it's, yeah. it's himself. So he's in hell already is, is the twist of that one. And I'm like, this is the goddamn same movie. <laughs> like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Oh. What the fuck? Very good. Hey, Frank. I guess I told a great story. Hold on. Hold <laughs> Uh, Frank, uh, let me see. Uh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta find it first. Hold on, I'm sorry. It's gonna take away the whole surprise. Uh, Frank, uh, this one's going out to you. 
I want you to fuck me, Larry. Frank. <laughs> that one, that's fine. Uh, that was me. Well, I'm looking for a very specific one. Where is it? Oh, God damn it. Where did you hide it? Well, I didn't hide it. No, I'm sorry. I had it here up and now it's gone, maybe. Uh, this is not worth it now. <laughs> it's really not. I'm sorry. No, that's not it either. God damn it. Where'd it go? I wash myself with a rag <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> no. Right, Frank is. Homer, I don't use the word hero very often, but you are the greatest hero in American history. Woohoo! There you go. That's what Every Frank time I watch the rag on a stick, I, I, love it. I forget that the best part is at the end when they clap. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a lardo on a workman's comp just like Dan. I want to uh, with, with a rag on a stick. <laughs> I wash myself with a rag on a stick. <laughs> I think when that when I saw that one on TV, I think I recorded it and I rewatched that part fifty times in a row, <laughs> laughing. It's just the visual image of Bart being. An obese man, a thousand pound man in bed. It's the funniest fucking visual. And everybody clapped when they watching him. Oh, God, it's so funny. And there's a great joke after that clip, too, where he chases Lisa around with the, the, the invisible stick and she's getting away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, God, that's so good. Stop it, Bart. <laughs> like, that's no. like eighth season. That wasn't that late, was it? Or ninth season. Yeah, it's like it's in, it's before the I think it's in the eighth season. It's like really, it's like yeah, pretty early on in the career. Of the what was that King Size Homer? King Size Homer, yeah. What year's that? Ninety eight? No, ninety seven. Seventh episode of the seventh no, I'm season. Sorry. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But it's the same with this. I don't want to look like a weirdo. I'll just go with a moo moo. I just wanted to watch Hawk of Your Horny and Beast. Oh, Frank. How do you describe what I was what I was referring to without sounding like a creepy pedophile? That's my point. Yeah. That's kind of my point, is like, this is so weird. Oh <laughs> like, man. Natalie Portman in the professional, I'm like, what, what do I <laughs> so weird? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Like, I don't want to fuck this ten year old, but 10-year-old me wanted to fuck that 10-year-old. Oh, that's true. I'm just saying it's weird. Oh, man. Uh, Get me everyone. Everyone! I saw Jean Renault in the new Kevin Hart movie Lift on Netflix. Oh, no. Because my sister-in-law put it on, and I go, he looks elderly. Oh, no. Uh, Godzilla, Godzilla was 1998. Jean Renault... Uh, oh, wow. He looks so old. Holy shit. Um, how do I find out? Oh, picture poor, of him. Poor bastard. Really? Not a single picture of Did he scrub it from the internet? Uh, I, I, it's, it's from the internet. That's good. I mean, this is him from it, but it's not the picture you I was hoping cannot, to share. You cannot find my picture on the internet no more. I'm in the professional. Oh, my God. He looks like uh, Savos D. Uh, Seaworth meets uh, a brick wall. 
This thing's been punched in the face a bunch of times. His nose is huge. Yeah, he just he's he's definitely a lot wow. older now. Man. So, Dick, rankings wise, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first with both? Ah, uh, you can go first. You can go first. You know what's weird? I give them both eights. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But we do have to pick a winner. I want you to go first I'm here. I'm going to go with Mr. Burning. I, I always say Mr. Burning because it's it's a real story. It's a true story. It's Angelheart's fiction. And Angelheart has some, you know, um, a Mickey Rourke in it. And that's a, that's a deter. That's a determinant. Or a, 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 a deferment is Mickey Rourke. Even though he's good in it, it's just Mickey Rourke what he became. I know what William Defoe became. I know what, what uh, Brian Dourif became. I know what all the other character actors in this movie became Mr. Burning. But I look at Mickey Rourke and just make me sad. So Mr. Burning's the better movie. I I agree. Yes. I liked both in their own yeah, ways. They're, yeah, they're both good. Yeah. They're, but they're I do both. give the slight edge to Mississippi Burning just because right. it, I don't know. It was a I just there's way better characters. I was entertained and frustrated through a lot of it. Right, but you're supposed to be frustrated through a movie like that. Exactly, you're more yeah, challenged you're by it. Yeah, but I will it's say, difficult. Angel Heart was way better than I expected, especially when I saw the voodoo shit. I was still surprised how right, how yeah. much I loved it. Oh yeah, Angel Heart's a solid flick. Yeah, and it's Alan too- Parker is a good director. He's three for three. He's proven it. He's three for three. Now we need to but watch saw, the life of David Gale. His you last. You saw movie. life of David Gale, right? Yeah. Did you see that one? It's <clears> terrible, right? Was that? It was one of the most predictable twist endings I've ever seen in my life. Right. Alan Parker died in uh, July 31st, 2020. And when he died, I was like, oh, no. Like, I was hoping he kept going, but he really stopped in 2003 with the life of David Gale. Yeah. Because he did a Vita, which I'll never watch. Yeah, I gotta watch that either. The Commitments. I've never seen. I've seen Commitments is good. I've seen pieces of that. Commitments. It looks like a musical. It's a good movie. That's a, that's a nice. It, it is. It's basically. It's not a musical. It's, it's they have musical parts where they're okay. singing in a bar and they're a band. The Commitments is the is the band and they're playing in a bar. So they have their moments where they sing. So kind of a musical, but not quite a musical. So really, the movie we haven't seen. And, and want to see, maybe want to see is this one, which is Dennis Quaid, Tamlin Tamita. Um, I don't know who the fuck these people are. In 1942, over 100,000 Americans were interned in prison camps in America. Oh, that's right. The, 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 well, I think I saw that movie. The, it's the Asian internment camp with Dennis Quaid. Yeah. And he falls in love with, he falls in love with, the, with the Asian woman. A Japanese woman. But I really do want to see Midnight Express. That movie looks fucking brutal, too. Midnight Express is a classic. I've seen pieces of it. But so yeah. I'm going to add that. I'm going to add Midnight Express. I don't care about this. Come see the Paradise one. Yeah. Well, that's more of a, of a romantic movie. Midnight Express is more of a hardcore, dark, yeah. sad. But it's movie. one of those movies I've always wanted to watch. Like, since I was a kid. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I think it's a big prison rape movie, too. Yeah. And that's why I was into it. That's why I want to see it twice. Midnight Express. What year was Midnight Express? 1980? 
Sounds about right. Driving skill was probably eighties. Oh man. I can't wait. So my next next week I already chose my movie. I'm sure you saw it. Okay. Saw yes, it on the what way is it? in. Did you see it in the way in? No. Okay. So I chose um, a movie I've never seen in in vain with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I wanted to stick with that one. I was like, because I also have another movie on the list called Lair Cake I want to watch, the Matthew Vaughn one. Oh, yeah, it's a good movie. But instead, I went with In Bruges, the Martin McDonough. Oh, yeah. Colin you haven't Farrell. seen that? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen In Bruges? Yep. Uh, oh, my God. I told you, I'm going you down my seen In Bruges. I'm going down my oh list my of those oh, kind of films wow. I've never seen. Oh my God, you're in for a treat. Yeah, I can't wait. And Bruce is awesome. And Bruce I, I, is fantastic. I really took a while to go over this list. And I you're was like, You're going to love In Bruce. You're going to be so happy after you see it. After the In Bruce episode, we are going to do uh, every other week sort of thing with not even competing. I don't want to compete with our two movies. Because that's not really not what, what we want to do with those two, you know? I just want to both choose a movie and then see which one's better. I don't want to be like, I fucking beat you. You know what I mean? Because we can just choose our own movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, there's no winning no, 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 that. No, no, because no. no, no, every movie is good, equally good. It's just I enjoy one movie or the other. Or like but no. you choose Schindler's List, and I'm like, cool, I want to watch Airheads. That's not right. fair. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do a versus ones, but not really versus. It's going to be, I don't know, maybe an and between them more so than a versus. Right, yeah. Maybe I'll do that. And... Not versus. That works. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not fair because we'll just each, you know, vote for our own movie and then never have a winner. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, this was a versus one. And this is fair because it's, you know, you chose them both, same director. Clearly, yeah. I mean, I honestly could be swayed with Angel Heart. But I think with second viewing, I would appreciate Mississippi Burning more. And it, I think it's mostly the Gene, fact, Gene Hackman factor. Oh yeah, Gene Hackman's so good in that movie. He's the selling drive of the, that movie that yeah. tips it over the over the edge of of uh, Angel Heart. Well, I want to see here because I want to be closer to you. Tell a story about my daddy. Tell a story about my daddy. <laughs> that was great. Um, oh man, in Bruges next week, two weeks in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. That'll be fun. Yeah, weeks. that sounds good. Yeah. No, is it next week? Yes, yeah, next week. Sorry, we have one more next week, next and week? then okay. we're going the two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. February. February is going to be the two weeks. Indeed. Um, for, for every yeah, every other week in here. Yeah. Congrats, Mississippi Burning. Fantastic fucking movies. Check them both out. Hopefully, I say go. the same thing next week with Bruges. Oh, you'll love it. I can't wait. <laughs> He's doing the Airheads quote. Phoenix, what was the Natalie Portman on the Clydesdale scale? Which Frank, the, the, the Kinsey scale. Frank, if I ever find out what the Clydesdale scale is, I'll, I'll let you know. That's uh, Airheads. Um, oh, David Arquette. Right. Who's she on the Clydesdale scale, man? And then we never find out what that Clydesdale scale is. Uh, Frank has had some theories about it. How many horses you'd fuck to get through to her? I, I don't know. Right. Yeah, we don't quite know. Is the point. Until next time, Dick. In the meantime, Phoenix West.
Tick, 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 ticker. You have the outro? I will get to it in a minute. I got it. I got it. Screen here. All right. Get it for me. So long, citizens. Fuck you, everybody. Good night. Bye, Frank Linker. Bye, Frank Links. Bye. Bye, Mickey Rourke's face and career. I'm just telling a story about my daddy. He's so good in The Wrestler, though. He is. He is. Even though he looks like a goddamn Steven Tyler doll someone lit on fire. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and they put, out his, they put his face out with ice, but... 